Welcome to today's episode of Living Faith. I suppose to say that 1931 was a long and boring year would have to be an understatement. The stock market crash in 1929 had plunged America into the depths of a Great Depression, and most businesses struggled to stay afloat. Among the struggling businessmen was a hotel owner named Conrad Hilton. Americans weren't traveling, hotels were suffering, and things got so bad that Hilton found himself borrowing money from a bellhop just so that he could eat. It was during those difficult days of the Depression that Hilton came across a photograph of the Waldorf Astoria Hotel in New York City. The Waldorf was the holy grail of hotels with six kitchens, 200 chefs, 500 waiters, and 2,000 rooms. It even had its own private hospital and railroad. In retrospect, Hilton observed that 1931 was an outrageous time to dream. But the economic crisis didn't keep him from dreaming big, praying hard, and thinking long. Hilton clipped a photograph of the Waldorf out of the magazine and wrote across it, the greatest of them all. And then he placed the photograph under the glass top on his desk. Every time he sat down at his desk, his dream was right there staring him in the face. Well, nearly two decades came and went. America emerged from the Great Depression and entered the Second World War. When the war ended, the baby boom began, and all the while, Hilton kept thinking of the Waldorf. Every time he walked by the hotel, he tipped his hat in deference to his dream. Over time, Hilton acquired an impressive portfolio of hotels, including the the Roosevelt in New York City and the Mayflower in Washington, D.C., but the Queen as he called the Waldorf, eluded him. Several attempts to purchase the hotel failed, but Hilton kept trying. Finally, on October 12, 1949, 18 years after cutting out that picture of his dream, Hilton made his move, purchasing nearly a quarter million shares of the Waldorf Corporation and crowned his portfolio of hotels with the Queen. How'd he do it? Well, Hilton certainly possessed his fair share of business acumen and negotiating powers. He was a hard-working visionary with a lot of charisma, but the true answer is revealed in his autobiography. It was something that he learned from his mother, who had prayed circles around her son. In Hilton's own words, my mother had one answer for everything, prayer. The lesson was not lost on him as a young boy or as an old man. For 18 long and boring years, Hilton worked like he depended on him and prayed like everything depended on God, and that persistence paid off. The final section of Hilton's autobiography is titled, Prayer Consistently and Confidently. In those pages, Hilton provides a succinct summary of his approach to business. It's essentially his approach to everything in life. He said, and I quote, In the circle of successful living, prayer is the hub that holds the wheel together. Without our contact with God, we're nothing. With it, we're a little lower than the angels, crowned with glory and honor. The next time you stay in a Hilton, remember that long before it was bricks and mortar, it was a bold prayer. It was a long shot, a long thought. But when we pray like it depends on God and work like it depends on us, anything is possible. When you dream big, pray hard, and think long, you have to know that your time will come eventually. Hilton certainly celebrated the acquisition of his big dream, but he never viewed the queen as his greatest investment or achievement. 
His greatest privilege was kneeling before the king. That's what made the queen possible. The queen was always subject to the king. God bless you. Have a great day. Living Faith is a ministry of Northside Baptist Church in Dixon, Illinois. For more information, go to northsidedixon.com or check out our mobile church app.